I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. How you day? How you day? How's everybody doing? It's another day to be great. So, today we're talking to Stephen Cabral. Now, Stephen is an interesting guy. He went through severe health complications and he was able to fix himself through alternative health methods. And he then went on to become a certified naturopathic doctor. And currently, he reaches over 1 million people a month. We talk about different ways to lower your stress, decrease your anxiety, boost your energy, how to balance your business and healthy lifestyle, how to tell if you're on the verge of total body burnout. We're approaching the last few months of the year. Some people are going back to school. Some people are dealing with work situations. So how are you making sure that you are keeping your body where it needs to be so that you can be sharp upstairs right there in order to be able to be the best entrepreneur? the best world changer you can be that's what this episode is about hope you enjoy it and please 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 continue to share the love i've been seeing your your comments and reviews uh don't forget to leave reviews please share this podcast with um a friend of yours or family member of yours if they if they like it or if you feel like it resonates with them i would greatly appreciate it all right enjoy the episode in a world where very few people embrace their global identity and seek to understand their neighbors Cross-cultural expert Tayo Roxon is on a mission to bridge this divide. Each week, he'll open your mind with insights from some of the global minds in the world. Get ready, take some notes, and learn how to be the best you that you can be. to another episode of Ash Told by Nomads. Today's episode is with Dr. Stephen Cabral. Now, Stephen Cabral developed his passion for health and wellness after going through severe health complications at the age of 17. He saw over 50 different doctors, tried over 100 different treatment protocols, but still saw no hope of recovery. It wasn't until he met an alternative health doctor who explained to him how he could become well again. And then he began his recovery process. It was at this young age that he knew his life would be dedicated to helping others rebalance their bodies and renew their health. Over the years, he has amassed quite a bit of knowledge, well over 20 years worth of knowledge. He's now a board certified, not naturopathic, I think that's how you say it, <laughs> naturopathic doctor and a leader in the functional medicine field with a reach of over 1 million people per month. We're going to be talking a lot about how entrepreneurs can focus on their work as well as their self-care, how we can lower stress, reduce anxiety, and make sure that we're living the best life that we can. Welcome, 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 sir. Welcome to the show. I appreciate it. And thank you for that 
uh, amazing introduction. Thank you. <laughs> well, you know, it, is, it might be an amazing introduction but it's because you're an amazing person because I wasn't saying anything that was false in that. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I do, I do um, get excited when I have uh, people like you on because as I was saying to you before uh, we hit record, um, you know, a lot of people in my generation, we, we are sometimes we might lose sight of self-care. You know, I mean, there are a lot of ambitious uh, change makers around here will listen to podcasts. I think it's important to understand what that balance is like. But before we get into that, please give us some insight into your life and what it was like for you uh, growing up until you got to that turning point in your life. Yeah. So for me, I think I was just kind of like your normal average kid. I was definitely more of that, you know, perfectionist and, you know, definitely the, the ADHD kid in school. But uh, for me, I, I always had this ambition and drive to do whatever I was focused on at the time to that next level. So for me, it, it eventually led to burnout. But the reason that it led to burnout was that I had some health-based complications, meaning that I was put on antibiotics from the age of 14 to the age of 17 for some skin issues. So I swallowed over 3,000 capsules of amoxicillin, which no human should ever do, um, only if it's a life-threatening-based situation. So what it did was it really wiped out my good gut flora, and that's how I started to learn essentially about natural health because what happened was I my, really wiped out my immune system. So I had very little innate response to even just the common cut cold, I would get sinus infections and viruses. And so this led to many, many years of kind of being bounced from doctor to doctor without them without being able to diagnose or figure out what was exactly wrong with me. So that that to me is not a bad thing because what happens through entrepreneurship or whether it might be with our own health is that along the way we learn a lot. Not only did I learn about health and how to repair my body, but I really learned about what I was made out of who I was, and if I wanted to still continue to be that person. So for me, it was a learning experience from about the age of, I would say, 17 years old to about 25, 26 years old. And uh, that's when I not only got my health back, I met a lot of great mentors along the way, but I decided who I wanted to be as a person. And, and I changed, I think, for the better. Yeah, wow. That's, no, that's incredible. And I, I think you know, for everyone, everyone in life goes through that moment where you have to make a certain decision. You know, and that, that could change your life or one that could, you know, impact it in, in a positive or negative way. And it could be near death experience. It could be health care or it could be just as simple as you making a choice between two careers. I'm fascinated by the mindset that goes into choosing what's best for you, despite how difficult it might seem to everybody else. What type of mental strength did you have to draw into to decide that, hey, I know that I'm 17 years old, but. This is something I'm still going to turn around into a positive. Yeah, and, and I would love to say that I had that strength right from the beginning, and I was a stubborn kid, and that helped a lot, but I relapsed so much. And when I relapsed, basically what I had was called uh, myelagic encephalomyelitis and Addison's disease, which means it's a complete lack of the ability to produce cortisol, which is a stress hormone that we hear like a lot of negative things about it, but the truth is you need that to produce energy. And so it was not producing energy. So it was like walking around all day as if you had the flu every single day of your life mm. and that you had brain fog and you couldn't walk up a flight of stairs because your heart rate would just jump up to 150 beats per minute. So I used to have to lie down on the stairs before I could even make it to my bedroom on the second floor. And so these were really hard times. I couldn't sleep at night even though I was exhausted. My body, you actually need energy to shift systems to be able to fall asleep and move into what's called the parasympathetic nervous system. So I had some, re it was really dark times, it really was. I was depressed, I was anxious, I was overwhelmed. 
my entire life, being an athlete, being a good student, you know, having friends, all these things was gone. And so there were some really dark times, but every time I fell, every time I relapsed, I eventually tried to push back on. And that's honestly all I try to tell people today is that I've never seen someone not get well. I've never seen someone not succeed if they just get up more times than they fall. I mean, that's really the bottom line. And then there's always a turning point, which means I had one really bad night. I was like three years into my relapses. And I said to myself, I don't know if I will ever get better. This is at night, three in the morning, couldn't sleep again. And I said, but no matter what, from this day on, I'm going to start living my life. I don't care that I never feel well. I don't care if I always feel like I have the flu. I'm going to move on with what I want to do with my life. And that's what I did. That was the turning point. And really from then on, I met the right mentors. I met the right functional medicine doctors. And I started to walk along that path. Mm, yeah. So what I'm hearing, make a decision. It doesn't matter if you relapse. The idea is you get back up more times than you fall down. Surround yourself with, with people uh, that could, you can learn from. Mentor. Make sure you change your environment if, if, it's not suited, if it's not something that's suited for you. And then push through. That, that is it. It really is. I mean, I had read thousands of books you know, to really get well by the age of about 27 years old, 26, 27 years old. But it wasn't until I met my last mentor, I just call it like my, my final mentor. And of course, I have a lot of mentors to this day, you know, just people that I reach out to, those types of things. But the truth is that I had one last person that pulled everything together for me. So I was already on my way to getting well, meaning like from the ages of 24 to 26, 27, I was getting better. But one person, it was that one person that I reached out to who really pulled everything together for me. And not only did, they, did she pull it together for me, she was the one who said, you need to go back to school now. You need to get your degree as a naturopathic doctor to carry on this mission, which you clearly believe in, to now share your story and how you can help others. Like that was the bottom line. And so it's always great to have that one person that believes in you because, I mean, the, the truth is I, I grew up in Medford, Massachusetts. I didn't have a lot of that support system being like, oh, you should go back to school to become a doctor. Like that just wasn't happening where I was from. But if you can get one mentor, one person who believes in you, it can really be a game changer. Yeah, get one mentor, one person who believes in you. That can really be a game changer. Okay, I love that. So now, now we have the setup. We have the, the legend Dr. Cabral in the making. This, this, is, this is the part where the hero in, this, in the movie has overcome one obstacle and he's well on his hero journey. Now, when you start to get, when you got that degree, and you, you start to see a pattern. You had a mentor who was reminding you of your greatness. When did you realize that you could tap into building a community? So for me, what I did was I actually I did something a little different. I did my internships and my residencies overseas. So I actually studied in Sri Lanka and in India, China, Europe, and the U.S. So I guess I'm a pretty good nomad for the show. And um, I lived in cultures that I knew nothing about. And that was the point. So I just felt like in the United States – we couldn't have known everything there is to know about medicine because I went to the best of the best in Boston, Massachusetts for doctors, and they couldn't put me back together. So I said, I'm going to study with all of the greats, the masters, different clinics in Ayurveda and, and traditional Chinese medicine and functional medicine, and whoever's right, I'm going to use their form of medicine and I will teach it to others. That's how I'll build my community. Well, what I found was that they were all right. You just had to know when to put what person in what form of medicine. And so that's what we were lacking. And once I started to get that message out to people, it was a, a unique voice. I didn't cr try to create a unique voice. It was my experience and how I'm able to help others. Because of that, the people who felt it was the right message for them started to become a part of the community. Yeah, yeah. And, it, you know, there's something that we harp on a lot on the show, that the idea that this is 
you know, the way that we can change the world is truly, you know, helping people to be seen, heard, and understood in their own way. And I love the fact that your your method isn't, you know, one way for one person. You sort of have this inclusive element to it. You know, everybody else can find their way in what you're saying. And uh, I think that's very important. Um, and that that's a key to growing community because if, if people feel like they're part of your message and it's not alienating them, um, it's a big, uh, big inv- invitation to them to actually you know, consider you an authority, but also even a probe for questions as how you could, um, your method could work for them. Absolutely. And that's the whole thing. It's about bioindividuality. So that's why I truly believe that even if you haven't gotten well in the past or you haven't been able to lost the weight or you just kind of feel like blah all the time, there is an answer. It's just someone has tried to put you into a specific box and that box may work for 50% of the people, 75% of the people they work with it just didn't work with you. And so there's still hope for you. I mean, that's the whole point. Like you can get well. There's always an underlying root cause. It's just you haven't found your your quite your method yet. That's all. Yeah. Let's talk about the blah. Um, so mental health is something that has been in the news a lot lately. You know, whether it's with shootings or whether it's with just people basically not being able to understand what mental health is. It's almost a stigma to say that you you know you deal with that. So how do people that are you know, maybe I'm naturally energetic. You can hear in my voice. I've been yelling since I woke up. But people that don't operate that way, you know, people that find it hard to find motivation, they deal with anxiety, you know, they're, they're depressed sometimes. Um, and how do you suggest that they work about to fix some of their chemicals uh, and, and make sure that they can find some sort of motivation to go through the day? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. I think there's actually two parts to that. One part is lifestyle that I'll talk about in a moment, and the first part is the biochemical, meaning that a lot of people, they say, oh, well, why aren't you just happier, or why do you have anxiety? And there are actual chemical reasons in your body for why this can happen. So, for example, we know that if you're low on certain B vitamins, that, or if you don't have a certain B vitamin called vitamin B6, uh, which is just typically called paradoxal 5-phosphate, if you're lacking this, you can actually convert tryptophan, which is in foods, to something called serotonin. And serotonin is why people take antidepressants to basically try to keep more of that serotonin in their bloodstream or between the synapses. And so that's that's just one small example, but the truth is that our body is a chemical factory that enables us to make certain neurotransmitters like dopamine for energy and focus and drive and ambition and norepinephrine for that, you know, getting that adrenaline, that fight or flight in in a good way cortisol for energy and serotonin for that happy, feel-good neurotransmitter. So it's like we need these, but they all come down the line from certain vitamins, minerals, amino acids, all the things that we get from nature and foods and all that, but they can be used up because nobody ever talks about the fact that we're so stressed. The only way to combat stress and buffer stress is with glutamine and zinc and B vitamins and all those other things in our environment. So what we do is we run lab tests. Uh, An important lab test we run is what's called an organic acids lab test. Uh, we can link all these up if you want in the show notes just to make it easier. But simply put, you test for all your vitamin levels. You test for your gut function to see if there's a candida overgrowth or a you know, like small intestinal bacterial overgrowth like I had where I wasn't able to absorb as much good nutrients from my food because I took all these antibiotics and I had so much gut inflammation that I wasn't able to absorb the good nutrients from food. So again, in my case, diet was never enough. Like It wasn't going to be enough because I couldn't break down the good foods I was putting in my body. So there's that, and then you can also check your hormones by looking at your testosterone, DHEA, your serotonin, your estrogen, I mean, sorry, your uh, progesterone, your estrogen, and your cortisol. 
And again, you don't need to know how all this works, but the truth is that your hormones, if they're too low, they're low, which means you're going to feel low. You're going to feel literally depressed. If you have low testosterone, men or women, you're not going to feel great. You're not going to have a lot of ambition. It's that alpha hormone. If you want to have more of that alpha feeling, you need a little bit more DHEA, a little bit more testosterone. Not too high, just balance. And again, you want cortisol balanced because a lot of us have energy, but if your cortisol is too high for too long, you're burning out. You just don't know it yet. You feel like Superman or Superwoman until you crash. So again, everything in moderation, or I shouldn't say that, everything balanced, I should say. And the last part is this. So that's kind of the chemical part. A hair tissue mineral analysis is also great to look at your kind of um, autonomic nervous system. Are you in too much fight or flight or too, too burnt out? That's great as well. But I'll say that one more point, besides looking at your chemistry, because I can help you with that, meaning like I can give you the precursors to all the good stuff that you need in your body, right? Through nutrition, diet, sleep, um, detoxing, all of those great things. But I also need you to switch one thing in your life. Only thing that I need you to change is to flip into what's called a growth-based mindset. Not a perfection mindset, but I need you to have something that you look forward to each and every day, that gets you out of bed, that gets you excited to live life again. If I can give you back the functional medicine part of it, and you can give me back one thing that excites you, one project that you're working towards, whether it's work, family, life, relationships, hobby, creativity, then I know that that's the recipe to put most people back together in terms of depression, overwhelm, fatigue, etc. Hmm. No, no, that's that, that's so important, and I, I love how you broke it down because I, I this is something I've had to learn in the last year, the fact that there are chemical imbalances, and not everybody has access to the same amount of chemicals, and it's not something that's taught in schools. It's not something um, you know that people that go through it you know feel like they have to explain because they've grown through that all their life, and, and a lot of times... Once again, I always say someone like me who is naturally energetic, I've, I've had a lot of friends who, you know, who tell me in private, like, you know, I, I that's something I envy, right? I like That's not something that's natural for me. And, and I and I was like, what, what do you mean? And like, well, it's, you know, I just don't have those chemical type of balances. I have to take this for that. I have to take that for that. And sometimes I just have moments where I just want to be in my room and I just want to, you know, ball up in the cave. And it's just I can't get out of that. Um, and. I love how you, you, you said, you know, you study all these individually and you help them break out through that because, um, one, I feel, I feel like we need to all educate ourselves on these things because it could be our sons, it could be our brothers, it could be our best friends. Um, and everybody deserves to, to know that there is a path for more sustained happiness. Um, and it might just take a little bit more work. That's right. We're all individuals. And, you know, and so a lot of us, sometimes those who are a little bit more high energy, you do have to watch that you don't burn out, meaning like yeah. you want to stay up all night, you want to work all day, you want to do this, this, and this. And that's great in the short term if it's a sprint, but in the long term, it's not sustainable. And the, the problem is, though, you don't know how long it's sustainable. So you keep working, and then all of a sudden you end up with – because, again, a lot of people who come to me, they're, they run companies, they are entrepreneurs, they are athletes, they're whoever – and then all of a sudden, one day, they end up with the rheumatoid arthritis, the autoimmune issue, the gut-based issues. And and so that's the thing is like it's better to take care of it now. We all need balance in our lives. And the truth is that nobody's perfect. Right. You know, they're not. A lot of people want to curl up in a ball and a lot of people want to sprint around all day. We, we need to figure out the balance between those. Absolutely. And speaking of that, that balance, um, so how do we build that balance between a business and a healthy lifestyle? I think that – so a couple of things that I speak about is that – 
first thing you want to do is get into rhythms and routines, meaning that you don't want to have to really deal with decisions all day long. So what I do is I create morning routines for most people that I work with means you just put your body on autopilot, like literally you're waking up, you're starting your day, you're going through the motions. You're But the first part of your day, I always say wake up an hour before you have to leave the house. It's so important or an hour before you need to meet the rest of the world, whether it's family, whatever it might be. And that's because you need to do some things for yourself to take care of yourself so that you're at your best for everyone else. Because if you are an entrepreneur, it means that you probably have a team, you have to lead people, or you might have clients or patients or customers, whatever it is. And so you need to help them and be at your best, which means you need to take care of yourself. So, But put all that on autopilot, meaning like decision fatigue is such a big thing. If you have to make 50, 60 different main decisions during the day, it's too much. Narrow that down so that you literally have the same routine every morning, that you take a break for lunch each day, that you set a time where you stop work each night, and then you have a wind down routine, and then of course your to-do list to get ready the night for the day before. Why is it so important? Is because you need to turn that brain off at night. If not, it will allow it won't allow you to sleep. You won't get into that restorative, rejuvenative sleep, and you will start to break down. So if you can kind of do that, you know that big uh, mind dump on a paper at night, every single night where you get all your thoughts out, you make your list of everything you have to do tomorrow, then it's not in your brain all night and you really get that out of your system. Maybe do some breath work at night, take an Epsom salt bath, you know, anything relaxing, stretch so that you calm your nervous system and then you get into that deep restorative sleep. If you can do that, I think you'll be able to work strong for the rest of your life. Yeah, no, no, this, this is, this is good to hear. And you know, some of the things you talked about is that's definitely something that I, I've, I've been guilty of. I know a lot of my friends, my mom in particular, uh, she, she worries about me. She said, Tayo, I, I hope you are sleepy. You, you know, you, you, are, you are still up 4 a.m. We have to wake up at 7 a.m. Ah, just three hours of sleep. So she, I'm Nigerian, by the way, in case you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> right. I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> but, but, the, but that, that's the, uh, that's, that's something she's been worried about for a while. And, I, 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 for a long time, you know, I was the guy that said, I'm going to sleep when I'm dead. That, that right. I, it's now or never. You go get it. What are you going to do? And that, that, that was me. Um, and I, you know, I'm coming around to that. I mean, I, I do, I am definitely able, I don't drink coffee. I don't drink alcohol and I'm always energetic still. But what I'm more mindful of now is, you know, even what is reading Arena Huffington or a lot of people is that, there is danger of that burnout and long-term effect. Uh, you know, me being um, 28 isn't something that I should take for granted because, you know, what could happen when I'm 38 or 48, right? So these are things that I'm more mindful of. So when I heard you say that, um, yeah, it's definitely gave me a lot of things to think about, especially during that wind-down period uh, towards well, the end of the day. And if you look at it, you know, you've been working for probably about 10 years then, you know, seriously. So you probably have 50 more years of real work to go. Like that's minimum. I mean that you'll be 78. Most entrepreneurs don't stop work when they're, you know, 59 and a half. That's just not what they do because you're an entrepreneur because you love what you do. You love the game. You just love whatever it is that drives you and so it doesn't stop. So if you start to look at it as, okay, uh, Teo has 50 more years of work minimum, well then you're not necessarily in a rush to get what you have to get done tomorrow because your legacy has another 50 years to go. Does that make sense? Makes sense. Yeah. And so it's, it's part of it's a mindset as well as like, hey, I'm going to accomplish everything I want to, but um, I probably have a little bit more time than I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good perspective to have. And I appreciate you doing that uh, for all of us here. So um, speaking of... Um, 
Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burnout. How can you tell if you're on the verge of total body burnout? So, I mean, the truth is I can't recommend enough for entrepreneurs to run either that uh, what's called thyroid adrenal hormone test. You look at your thyroid, you look at your adrenals, you get your hormones, like the testosterone DHEA. That's the best. The second best is the hair tissue mineral analysis. What it does is it shows you what stage you might be at before you burn out. So, for example, yourself, you could find out if you're in the alarm stage, which everyone feels great at, meaning like the alarm stage is fight or flight. You feel like you don't need to sleep. You can survive on three to four hours a night. You're go, go, go. You could take on a million projects. You're leading everybody. So that's the alarm stage. You're just running off, you're running off pure adrenaline. That's basically it. Mm. Then the resistance stage is now for the very first time you wake up with a little less energy. You're still good to go, but you have a little less energy. takes you a little longer to recover from workouts. And on the weekend, you might want to sleep in a little bit. Okay, so that's resistance. And then all of a sudden, you hit what's called burnout or exhaustion stage. And this is when your body now starts to produce less cortisol. So less of that stress hormone that actually produces energy. Energy, Because think of cortisol as energy units. Now, it works by your body, your mind signaling what's called your hypothalamus and pituitary gland in your brain to tell the adrenal glands to produce first adrenaline or norepinephrine and then cortisol. Well, a lot of times what happens is the body keeps producing norepinephrine, like the adrenaline to get into fight or flight, but the adrenals are no longer producing adequate amounts of cortisol. This is when you start to get into the burnout stage, and if you keep pushing it, essentially like I did, um, you can really end up in a bad spot where you just become essentially apathetic. You, you just have no mood, energy, anything, because everything is zapped. You're almost just like a, a zombie, I mean like a living zombie, uh, and that's not a place you want to be because when you get to that stage, it takes quite a long time to recover. So if you catch it earlier, you'll, you'll honestly, you'll be able to do yourself a lot of good, and then... You can just run it, you know, whenever, like once a year, just to make sure that you're you're in a, a good spot. And at the same time, I'll tell you, like, I still work hard. Like, I'm fully recovered. I feel great. And um, now I just know, like, I look for signs, like, okay, so am I starting to feel like a, a little bit more ramped up? I start to check my heart rate. Is my heart rate still in the 60s, or is it in the high 70s? Like, that's that's a ramped up fight or flight. So you can do some simple things, like checking your heart rate, especially in the morning. It should be in the uh, mid-50s to mid-60s. If it's elevated, well, you're already pumping adrenaline, most likely. I mean, there's there's other reasons, but that's just one. Another is low body temperature. If your body temperature is below 98.6 when you wake up in the morning, uh, that's another sign that you're getting into a little bit of burnout. Yeah, yeah. And the thing to do when, you, when you're experiencing these levels of burnout is to slow down. And you meant, you talked about that a little bit before, you know, do the unwind and a bunch of other things to just, 
I guess, calm down. Yeah, first you're going you're gonna to take a little bit of time off, just breathe, you know, needle the rocks, and then you're going to set up a new routine, which still – and this is helpful in the long run. It really is because in the beginning, you're doing everything yourself and you're working on a million different projects. Well, once you start to see the patterns, you can say, okay, I'm going to hire maybe my first virtual assistant or assistant to help me out with some projects that I don't need to be doing. I'm going to schedule specific work times, then specific off times. And so what you do is you actually just start to take better control of your life which is honestly the whole point, meaning that um, the point of if, if you are an entrepreneur or self-employed or you're anyone who's listening who just wants to take back more control of your life is that you need to set up limits in your life. And those limits are good things, meaning like it allows you to create more balance to keep your life more balanced, meaning that you can do more time for relationships because a lot of entrepreneurs, they're neglecting their relationships, whether it's their family, their kids, their parents, their friends, whatever it might be. And now you're going to set up some downtime. So go out, laugh with friends you know, relax, have a good meal, and, and you start to build those things into your schedule. It, it makes you a lot happier in the long run. And believe it or not, you get just as much done because you set up timelines, um, which I forget the name, Moore's Law. No, it's, I forget what the name of the law is. Um, when you give yourself only a set amount of time to get something done, it's amazing how much you can get done. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's the irony. That's the irony for sure. Um, no, this is, this is powerful stuff. I love this. I can already tell, you know, I get a lot of messages from the listeners, but a lot of times whenever I get wellness topics in, um, it definitely helps because it's a lifestyle thing that they can take on for the rest of their life. So we highlighted hormones before. You just talked about the importance of recognizing the level of your burnout. Um, curious to say, to hear more about what your thoughts are on, on female hormones. There's something you talk about, fix your female hormones, brain fog, and fatigue. What do you mean by that? Well, so women are unfortunately... They're, they're affected much more by stress than men in, in a negative way. And the reason why this happens is that uh, women need higher levels of progesterone than men. That's just a hormone that the body makes. But when your body is under a lot of stress, that progesterone goes to be used for cortisol instead. So then what happens with women is they start to look like they have higher levels of estrogen dominance than progesterone. And essentially what this means is that they get more of the brain fog, a little bit more lower mood or moodiness or irritability. They start to retain a little bit more water, so their body looks a little softer, a little bit more swollen, and they can even get bloating or acne. Now, it affects them to a greater degree, and the reason is that stress affects a female's thyroid to a greater degree than a male's thyroid, and it starts to slow metabolism. This is not an unnatural thing. The body's not messing up. Remember in the beginning, I told you there's always a reason that our bodies might be imbalanced. Well, in this case, it's your body essentially telling you and itself that it's not fit. It's not a fit environment to bring a child into this world. And a female's body is meant to be able to reproduce. And as a result, the body will start to become an inhabitable place for a new life. And so the thyroid will begin to lower. Uh, women can even start to miss periods or miss menstrual cycles um, or become infertile. And again, we see this all the time in my practice. It starts with stress or some type of stressor in the body, whether it's gut issues, viruses, heavy metals, etc., or just life stress. I mean, that's a big part of it as well. Exercising too much, that's another one. Um, and then their hormones start to suffer. And because of this, they see all of those outward signs. Men they just start to feel a little bit more tired. Libido might be a little bit lower. Um, they might not want to go out and socialize as much, not as much interest in dating. But for females, it's, it's a lot stronger. There's a lot more to it. Yeah, yeah. And um, 
Right. And then is there a way, so the best way to fix that is, is what exactly? I know you talked about it a little bit, but are there other actionable things that they can work on right now? Yeah, absolutely. So the first is to figure out what your main stresses are because it's always something dragging on the body, literally like you're dragging it along all day. That's wearing you down. So find out, find out what it is. Is it um, medications you're taking? Um, is it uh, a virus that you got like a year ago and that's when you've been sick? Uh, bacteria is a candida overgrowth in your in your gut, you know, from whether it's birth control or NSAIDs or alcohol or uh, antibiotics that you took. Um, so you know, do you have bloating? Do you have gas? Those types of things are important to look at. Are you not able to fall asleep at night? You know, then you have to really repair your circadian rhythm. Get into bed. This is hard for a lot of entrepreneurs, but you know, melatonin starts being produced, our sleep hormone, around 9 p.m. We really should be in bed by 10 and waking up around 6 a.m. And that's a rhythm that we have to start to get our bodies back into, even more important for women than it is for men, even though it's important for both of us. So, I mean, my goal is always, if you can lab test, lab test. If you can't, start to follow the healthy living protocols of decreasing stress, building in whether it's, like I talked about before, the Epsom salt baths, which is magnesium and sulfate to kind of calm the nervous system at night, um, to do things like infrared saunas or just saunas to do some exercise which doesn't overtax your body. Remember, we don't want to overtax it, just boost endorphins. To do something like a 7, 14, or 21-day detox to eliminate all these toxins from your body. So all these things are great to do, and you should do all of them, but if you're able to lab test, then you can pinpoint it for yourself to figure out what you need to do. Yeah, love it, love it. This is amazing. And then the, the last thing I'll do before I, I sort of dive into the entrepreneurial aspects, because I'm very curious about business, is um, what are the hidden benefits of CBD oil? So yeah, that's actually a great question. So CBD oil, I only started using that in my practice about a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago, even though the benefits have been known for decades. And the reason was for me, so as a naturopath, um, you know, people already look at naturopathy and they don't, they don't really know what it is. They're like, oh, that's some, you know, woo-woo form of medicine where, you know, essentially the doctor's using herbs and maybe waving his hands and putting a spell on me or something like that. I don't know what. But the truth is that uh, naturopathy, is you study the same thing as conventional medicine. It's just in your last two years, you don't study pharmaceuticals or surgery. What you're studying is uh, natural-based treatments, whether it be um, vitamin, mineral, lifestyle, herbal, botanical, you name it. And so again, all of this is based on science. And what I, I always told myself, I'm going to keep myself open to everything. The problem was, is that CBD, which stands for cannabinoids, comes from the, the cannabis plant. And the cannabis plant is used basically for marijuana. So I didn't want to be associated essentially with marijuana and, and that because I just didn't necessarily believe in it and needed my practice. But what I missed out on, and I will never do that again, was that CBD oil is a non-psychoactive component of cannabis, which means you don't get the high, but you get all of the benefits of marijuana. It's unbelievable. There are now over 1,000 published studies on PubMed. This is for conventional medicine or any form of medicine showing the benefits for anxiety, insomnia, depression, autoimmune, uh, autism, sleep-based issues, nervous system. I mean, it, like literally, uh, it almost sounds too good to be true. And, but the way that it works is really as a powerful anti-inflammatory or inflammation-based modulator, helps uh, balance the immune system, and it calms the nervous system. So if it does those three, well, it's working on what? It's working on calming your nerves. That's huge because we already talked about stress. The other thing is modulating inflammation, 
We know most diseases have an inflammation base, you know, to start with, meaning like it's part of the process. And the other thing is, is, is it works on um, calming both the body and mind. So I'm a huge proponent of it now. The reason why it doesn't work for a lot of people is because the dosage is just too small, meaning like a lot of times it's the dosage dependent and you can't just use a small amount, meaning that um, a lot of people sell five milligram dosages of CBD when the when really clinical studies show 40 to 50 milligrams at a time. So, you know, it's you get 10% of it and you're like, oh, I didn't feel anything. Well, you didn't feel anything because it wasn't enough and you can't overdose. You literally cannot overdose on CBD oil. The worst thing that can happen is you can start to feel sleepy. That's it. So it's a remarkable product. I can't recommend enough. People just looking into it for themselves and see if it's the right option for them. Uh, hmm. And what does CBD stand for? It stands for cannabinoids and um, or cannab- uh, cannabidiol, and it's the part of the plant um, that is actually used by some of the receptors in the brain that works on these calming responses that we just chatted about. Gotcha. Huh. See, learning a lot from you today. This is good. This is good. <laughs> Where THC from uh, marijuana is what gives you the gives you the high. So that's uh, essentially a, it fills up different receptors. They're called CB1 and CB2 receptors in the brain. And believe it or not, some people, so they feel a lot of paranoia when they um, smoke or eat edibles, whatever it might be with marijuana. But if they find in clinical trials that if you give those same people who get paranoia from, um, from smoking marijuana, if you give them CBD, it actually decreases the paranoia. That's how well it works. So it's, it really is a remarkable product, and um, I'm happy that I came around on it. Now I just try to share that message with others and just let them know too, like, hey, in the beginning, I wasn't open to it either, but the truth is that – uh, there's studies on kids using it for autism and cancer, and so keep your mind open. That's it. Yeah, so it's not necessarily weed, like you're saying. It's just the same thing that you use. It, it's an extract from the same plant, but yeah. it has nothing to do with THC itself. Yeah, gotcha. With gotcha. THC gets you high, and there's no THC or, or trace amounts in um, in CBD oil. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. All right. So then, um, yeah, th- this is we're getting ready to wrap up here, and this has been an amazing episode. So I really want to thank you for that. For just showing up with so much knowledge and energy. Um, your business, you, you have a community of well over a million a month. You know, what were the mechanics behind that? Because I'm curious as to, obviously, you're a doctor, you, you know, you're a speaker, you're a consultant, you do all these things. But how did you structure your business in such a way where you have multiple levels of revenue, but you also have a sustainable um, and engaged community? So for me, it was um, – I had a large – and still do. I have a practice in Boston, Massachusetts, and we now – because of my online presence, now let's say 60%, 70% of that practice is actually through Skype video all around the world. So that's also what happens with this whole online thing, right? Is like it's no longer – like you can be a nomad. I can, I'm traveling for the next three weeks, and I can be anywhere in the world and run my practice. So that's the amazing thing, but – the bigger thing was this, is I, I opened a very large wellness practice, and we were doing about 20,000 appointments uh, per year. My goal, though, is that it was maxed out. So it, it was no longer about the money. It was about the outreach. It was about the reach. And I said, if this is really my mission, this is really what I'm passionate about, how can I reach, instead of 20,000 people a year, how can I, do, how can I meet 20,000 people a day? So that was my new goal. And so with that, I said, well, the way to reach people in a format that I enjoy is by speaking. Okay, when I speak in a stage, I speak to like 500 people. That's great, but that's nowhere near 20,000. So what I did was I started my podcast. My podcast is the Cabral Concept, and I do it every day, and that's it. So basically, I'm speaking on one topic a day. That that podcast, so just for let people know, meaning like 
you have to start from where you are. You have to be realistic. I started with like 100 listens a day maximum. That's it. And now it's grown to over 20,000 downloads a day. And now obviously more than that with social media and all that. But so it started with 100 people, 100 downloads a day. And now it's grown to where I used to do in a year, 20,000. Now I do it in a day. So yeah, and that's, that's how it grew. And I'm, I'm just excited about that. Nice, nice, nice. So you, um, you took advantage of the fact that we have this amazing ability to connect globally and digitally with podcasts. And then you, you just basically amplified that. You said, hey, I'm going to be consistent. I'm going to make sure I do this every day. And gradually it built, your audience built, and uh, it continued to grow. Were there any things that you noticed that worked that amplified your growth or was it just the consistency? So it was definitely the consistency. It was essentially 18 months of just every single month I would just see that little number grow and just meant like, okay, like I'm on the right path. And again, I have my other, I have my, you know, my outside practice and all those things going on. But for, for me, like this is the future, right? So you, you have, uh, let's say 50 more years. I have, uh, 40 more years, let's say of practice. So for me, um, this is what I want to be doing my whole life. My, my doctor, in, way back in the day, used to mean teacher, and that's what I consider myself. When I'm I'm happiest, so like as an entrepreneur, we need to figure out what drains our energy and what gives us energy. What gives me energy is doing a podcast like this, an interview with you. It's teaching, so I'm at my best, I'm happiest when I'm teaching, and I can literally do that all day. So that's what I wanted more of my life. I don't care if I didn't care if I wasn't making any money from the podcast because that was my outlet, that was my passion, that was my long game, right? So now the long game is here, where I don't have to have my my actual practice, my physical location if I didn't want to. But the truth is that I can have both. And that's why like, I really believe that as an entrepreneur, you eventually get to the point where you are in complete control of your life. You get to choose who you work with and how you work and why you want to work that way. And that can change. And so, yeah, for me, it was being consistent. And the second thing was I didn't do a single interview like I'm doing with you right now for 18 months. Once I started just meeting other great people, kind of stepping outside of my own shell, my own practice, and being open, just wanting to connect with great people, uh, then things just started to multiply from there. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. Consistency, and then you started to invite some people in, um, and being in your element. I, I like you. I'm, I'm a talker. Uh, I feel in my element when I teach. So it's 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 uh, you know people always ask me what's your favorite thing in the world to do, and I always say you know my podcast is essentially what launched my career, and I just love that ability. And as a speaker, you know, you get to do the same thing. So definitely knowing where your strengths are and then trying to structure your career where you get to do more of those things. Um, it's definitely amazing. Uh, and also it's an energy source because uh, you just get amplified as you talk more or as you do whatever it is that you truly feel is your element. For sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, um, I mean, I can tell in your voice the same exact thing. I mean, your, your podcast, amazing. And I can see you. you teaching, you know, courses in the future and, and a lot of other things because, or webinars, whatever it might be, because you're doing the same thing, but you're able to be now focused on one thing where people come to you for that advice. So yeah, I mean, that just only amazing things I'm sure to come for yourself. Oh, well, you're far too kind, sir. You're far too kind. Um, and, and as we get ready to wrap up, how do you unwind? I'm so curious about that. So I have two little girls. I have a three-year-old and a five-year-old mm -hmm. and my wife. Um, so we, we just spend a lot of downtime. Um, and again, like, so for me, it's putting away my phone because that to me is like work or it's social media. It's being, uh, I mean, that's a world, right? That, that's a whole nother world. People say it's not the real world. Well, it is the real world for a lot of people and a lot of millennials growing up and, 
and now so even younger. So for us, it's like going non-digital. It's um, going to Maine or it's taking a trip together and it's really just like trying to be present with them and understanding that, you know, again, I have 40 more years of work, but really my oldest daughter's five. What do I have? Another decade really before she's a teenager and she doesn't want to hang out with me or even talk with me anymore. Mm -hmm. So I really like, I really just try to stay present and understand that um, everything needs its own time. And by spending time with them and actually away from my work, I get to enjoy both. Meaning like during the day, it's all work. And then when I'm home with them at night, it's them. And I feel great as long as I'm fully committed to both. Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, I, I can't even imagine. I'm not a father yet, but I just know that, you know, just kids and, and family is a very big motivation. And um, yeah, I, I, I love that those, that your, your two daughters are some of your biggest uh, motivations. That's amazing to hear. Where can people find you? So probably the best way, if, if you enjoy podcasts uh, and that this was helpful at all, my podcast is called The Cabral Concept. Uh, the best thing is just my name's with a PH, so it's Stephen Cabral, uh, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-C-A-B-R-A-L.com. That's my website. You can find the podcast there. You can find some of these lab tests, um, whatever it might be. I'm on Instagram. That's the main place where I hang out as well. So I'd be happy to chat um, and, and uh, really appreciate you having me on today. I mean, this is amazing. I appreciate it. No, the pleasure is mine. The pleasure is mine. And, and I will definitely put all that in the show notes for sure because you, you tackled a lot of things. Uh, today and they're very very important that we all get mindful of those things I, I always ask this question before before I leave this is my mission statement so this is this is the guide for everything I do it's called use your difference to make a difference so how do you Stephen uh, use your difference to make a difference I think what I try to do is be the person who says that there isn't one best way in life meaning that Everyone's told to follow the paleo diet, the keto diet, the high carb diet, the whatever diet or whatever it might be. And I'm, I'm the one who says there's a place for all of those. Let's just find out what works best for you. And I would say the second thing is that no matter where you're at right, where you're at right now in life, you could be depressed, you could be anxious, you could be growing up in a you know, really um, poor, despondent-based house and you feel like there's no hope. I'll tell you right now, I've been there before. Many other people in your exact same situation have been there before and they've made it out, which means that there's no difference between them and you. That you have the hope, you have, or you should have the hope and you have the ability to pull yourself out of it. And it might not happen tomorrow and it might not happen next month. It took me a little while, but if you really persevere, you'll be able to change your entire life. And I really look, I think looking back one year from now, one year, most people can make monumental change in their life and they'll be, uh, and they'll be really happy about that. I'm happy now. It sounds strange, but I'm happy now. I went through what I went through because I would, I would not be the same person that I am today. 100%. You are – I always say this to a lot of my guests, but I just believe you know, podcasting is a great opportunity for me to learn, learn from legends. And I think I consider you one. I mean that's an amazing story to, to come from someone you know, who had to overcome what you overcame through chronic illness and then have the fortitude and foresight to just say, this is going to – I'm going to turn my pain into something uh, that, that is ultimately my superpower. And I, I just, I, I am in awe of stories like that. And I want to commend you on being who you are, sir. And thank you for, for just being um, a, someone that has a platform for many people to truly be themselves and not feel ashamed to be that person. Thank you very much. And um, yeah, tremendous interview. You're doing amazing things. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, till next time, use your difference to make a difference. You've just been listening to the As Told by Nomads 
podcast. For more ways to reach out to Tayo and to use your difference to make a difference, head over to www.tayoroxon.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.